episode 166. And now, here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution, it's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome to the Storyteller Series. Yeah, this is the third one that we've uh, kicked off this new little sidebar that we do for the Dharmic Evolution. And um, getting a little more selective on the artists, and I think maybe you're uh, you're checking that out and finding out that there's uh, some really, really slamming people we've had on the show lately. And I got a few surprises coming up in the next few weeks uh, also on the Dharmic Evolution, some, some people you're really going to dig. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you are. So today, we're going to talk about more than a reason. It's um, the third track on the Gratitude album, and I want to take you into the studio and introduce you to my producer and all the players who played on these tracks and give you the backstory on why the Gratitude album was pretty much close to being done in 2015, uh, and we just stopped seventy <laughs> percent through the record. We just stopped, but there's a there's a whole bunch of stories that go with that, which I want to share with with you um, during this broadcast. But before we dive in, just a few things I want to mention. Um, first, if you have not taken advantage of the Dharmic Evolution Community Facebook page, I want you to go over there and take advantage, man. If you've got, um, you know, a new album, if you've got an EP, if you've got a song that's new, a video, if you're booking a gig and you're going to be playing somewhere and you want to let people know what's happening with you, and it's international, but that's cool. The cool factor rides high, being that this is an international show, and people download it in 71 countries, including North Vietnam and Iceland and South Africa, and round and round we go. So put your content up there so uh, you can get people to appreciate that. And um, and what else did we want to talk about? Um, okay, for the podcast training, yeah, I wanted to mention this. If you're looking for coaching, um, I got three areas of expertise that I can help people with. And those three are podcast training, life transition, or media coaching. I can help you in all three of these areas. You may be lost in podcast land and not know how to get it together. As many people, um, you know, get blown away by some of the complexities of it. Um, it is a lot of work. Uh, a couple people have said to me that, hey, man, had I known it was going to be this much work to do a podcast, I would have never started. <laughs> I felt that way. Uh, a few days myself, you know, so uh, it it is a little bit, um, it's a little bit, um, how would you say, it, it can be unnerving at times, but if you have somebody holding your hand and helping you through it, it's not so bad. The second area that I can help you out with is life transition. Now, how many cubicle rats do we have out there? You know who you are. So many people out there, you're stuck in that cubicle, you're working for corporate America, and you just got to get out. You can't take another day. So I've been through that. I can help you with that. Uh, also, media coaching. For those of you guys who are in the middle of that, who are transitioning from the cubicle rat to creating your own jam, your own 
empire, if you will. You can do this. You can change your life and manifest the dreams that you desire in your heart. And you can do it today. Email me, james at the jamesoconnoragency.com, and I will help you. And right after I hear from my dear sweet Susan, we're going to get into more than a reason. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. All right, all right. So more than a reason, our subject for today, um, track number three on the Gratitude album, I wanted to take you guys into the studio and just talk about the process and uh, just share with you some of the amazing, talented people that I get a chance to work with when I'm in the Music City, Nashville, on Music Row. And, um, you know, the the title of that is kind of, um, just to get into the, the subject matter, what is more than a reason? It's kind of like... Um, I think this song was born out of a person who had um, loved and lost and wants to love again, and but this time around, they are just not going to accept any old reason. They need more than a reason. They need it signed and sealed in blood. <laughs> and so, so it's kind of like um, you know, somebody who someone who wants that uh, really bad in their life. They want to have a connection, you know, to um, a significant other. and But they want it to be, you know, they want it to be so much of a guarantee that this is going to work. I'm going to put everything into this, but it's you've got to convince me, you know, I need more than a reason to go and get my, put my heart out there on my sleeve again, to go out on that limb. So I think conceptually that's what the song is about. Was it about me? Nah. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but um, but we'll, we'll circle back to that. I want to talk a little bit about my producer Kim Copeland uh, on Music Row, and she's um, just really a, an amazing person. First and foremost, uh, she's just the kind of person that you um, you're lucky to have as a a friend, a fellow artist, a mentor, somebody to look up to, and somebody to count on. To tell you the truth, because um. You know, she's a, not only a tremendous singer-songwriter in her own right, a fabulous producer, <clears throat> but she's, you know, formally trained as a vocalist. So I've learned so much from her being in the studio and her wise counsel getting me to sing in the voice that I'm, I need to sing in in that particular song, whatever that particular song is. So having somebody like that around is just such a blessing. Um... 
I, I never forget when we first put this song together, I was singing like, you know, I eventually split it into like the chorus has two parts. You know, there's there's the lead part and then there's the the echo voices. And I was singing the whole thing all in one felled swoop. And if you were there to, to witness this, you would be laughing your ass off because it was like, I just, you know, it's just silly. <laughs> so I remember Kim telling me how... I'm not relaxed. You know, I was all tight and I was singing it like, I don't know, I was singing it like Greg Allman or something. I just, I had the wrong voice because I, I dial in a lot of different voices for my songs and I try to, I try to take the temperature and the pulse of the personality of the song and you have to have the right affect. You have to have the right approach, the attitude. You know, am I showing up uh, like... Um, you know, somebody smooth like Barry Manilow today? <laughs> or am I showing up like Joe Cocker? Do you have the gravel in the voice? Or are you singing this smooth? Like, how are you going to sing this? Well, it depends on the song. The song tells us everything, as we all know. So between Kim and I, we always seem to land it the way it's supposed to sound. So it's always a pleasure to be in the studio with Kim and team. And, you know, Gratitude was an album that was probably about 70, 75% completed back in 2015 because in 2014, I released the album Geography of the Soul, which went pretty quickly. And that was a great experience and, and kind of connected me to all of these um, wonderful musicians in Nashville that work with Kim on a regular basis. So um, uh, what happened with that was in between... Uh, finishing Gratitude and Geography of the Soul, a whole bunch of things happened to me simultaneously. Um, I got involved in another project with uh, a band called Mercy, which is my songwriting partner, Christine Mercy Johnson, and myself. And uh, we co-write the material for a record called I Am Victorious, a Christian album. And, you know, I ended up being the lead singer on that project, and we, we went back to Kim's studio and recorded that project. And I also started this uh, channel, this, this worldwide now uh, podcast called Dharmic Evolution back in 2015. So the reason I did this was, you know, when I was, I really wanted to finish the record, but it just felt all wrong. Something felt really odd for me. And, you know, I know it was the Lord saying, hey, you know what? you're not supposed to do this yet. It's just not ready. So I kind of shelved it and focused on the Mercy Project, I Am Victorious, and focused on this podcast, which I'm so glad I did. And then lo and behold, fast forward, you know, 18 months later, or, been, you know, close to, yeah, about 18 months, I guess. And it was time to finish the Gratitude album, which I was thrilled about. So um, we got a chance to go back I dropped a couple of the songs that I had already recorded for this project, and I added, I think, four or five more and went through the list again and said, okay, I think I, I got the handle on what songs are supposed to go on this record. So back to um, this song, More Than a Reason, um, one of the fun things I remember being in the studio was with... Um, you know, we, we cut the song and I was in the vocal booth 
And the, after we listened to the demo and we did the first cut, we did the first pass on it, and everybody's playing live like we usually do, all four pieces, and myself on just mic, I'm not playing anything. And uh, I said, something's wrong. You know, everybody liked it. They were like, yeah, man, that was awesome. I said, no, no, there's, there's something, something bothering me. So I said to uh, Wayne Killius um, on the drums, I said, you know, how about give me like a world feel on this? In other words, more drums. I don't want just kick and two and four and two and four. It was kind of a driving just straight ahead four, four rock thing I think we had going. But he turned it into a, you know, kind of, um, you know, I wanted a lot of spaces in it, but a lot of drums. So he came up with this groove that he pretty much played through the whole song. And then the whole song just kind of fell together after that. And um, happened very, very quickly. I think it was the second take and it just felt really, really awesome. So we had that going on, um, had the groove established. We had the song down. And one of the things I remember, I had a video going and I don't think anybody picked up on this uh you know, essentially when we started the track, but I looked at the video and uh, there's Wayne Killius playing with two sets of drumsticks. <laughs> he said he had two drumsticks in each hand. And I think it, it helped contribute to the fatness and the flam of the sound of the drums. It's hard to describe until you hear the drums and then you go, oh yeah, now I get it. I get it. I understand why this sounds the way it does because it's totally cool. And um, if I get a chance, I don't know if I have time between now and when I put this out on, uh, I, this isn't going on video, I'm sorry, but maybe I'll put up a little blast on my YouTube channel to show this, because I'm thinking of doing a video on this song, but but I think it's just totally cool uh, to see Wayne playing with two sets of sticks. You know, it's something I've never experienced before, so I was, I was so happy that he did that. And then another highlight was... Um, you know, I always write endings for every song I do. Pretty much, I don't believe in the fade out, you know, fading into the sunset. You know, earlier in my career, I'm sure I was guilty of that one or two times, but the past like three records, I think, or so, you know, I always, I'm always big on, look, you're going to perform this music, so you're going to have to write an ending. So why not challenge yourself to be a complete songwriter? Every song should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, you know, don't slack off on, yeah, we'll just fade out in the mix. You know, like challenge yourself, man. Come on. You're a songwriter. Come up with a good ending. So I had an ending on this and I don't know that it was very memorable, but I remember Paul Hollowell saying, um, hey, man, you know what? I think we should go back to the fives on this on towards the end. And that was like repeating the intro again, which was a. Uh, which was a strong move on Paul's part. And, and it kind of like, it kind of tipped me off to the fact that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do that the first album because um, we were just getting to know each other. So it's kind of like, an, you know, we're all new to each other and, you know, nobody's as tight yet because we're just, it's a feeling out process, I guess. But now I think everybody was comfortable enough that, you know, I was so happy he said that because I'm always very encouraging that, you know, if you got an idea, you know, just yell it out, man, because uh, it's all about making a great song. And uh, Paul was spot on with this. So we so we did that. And after we, we went back to the original, we had a cool ending. And I just kind of re, you know, I just rewrote the song in my mind, the end part. And I turned it into like a jazz thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the last, I don't know, the last 16 bars, I guess it is, is more of like, um, it's more of like a cool jazz feel than it's, it's, it's more in the land of, uh, I don't know, ballad rock. It has kind of an English feel to it. It's got a little bit of everything in it. But I noticed, you know, when you get to the end there and listen to those that last two pieces as it as it goes out, um, I said, "Wow, man, we're right. We're doing some jazz here. This is very, very cool." And by the way, Paul Hollowell is, um, you know, he's very well known um, in Nashville among other places in the world. I'm sure because he's been working with Dolly Parton for like I believe it's like 20 years or something. Um, he's been her go-to piano player, and you couldn't meet a nicer guy in the world and a more talented guy. I can't wait to play Tango On for you guys on this um, songwriter um, storyteller series because uh, he does a, like a, just a, such an amazing piano solo in that. And the whole song is, is, you'd say, well, it was written for piano, and it wasn't. It was written on guitar, but Paul kind of made it his own, and I'm so glad he did because... It brought the song completely to life, but that's another song for another day. So on this, also on this track, we have Jim Hyatt, the bass player of extraordinary um, reach and ability. Jim has, I think Jim has recorded, I'm going to say close to 40 songs with me. I mean, I know it's more than 30 because, well, I do a 10 song or 12 song record and we usually do 15 or so um in the studio so uh, you know it's been a it's been a gang of songs and and this guy is just i mean the more you challenge him the more he rises to the occasion you know he he tries to not overplay but uh i'm i'm of the mind lately of <laughs> yes overplay jim because he he has so much to offer and for my friends out there who are authors speakers and thought leaders i have a little message for you today are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like nonprofit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres. We know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Yes, we can help your global career. Don't forget about us. So that covers, um, you know, we covered Jim, and we covered Wayne Killius, and we covered Paul Hollowell. And, um, and by the way, also um, Wayne and Jim play for a bunch of superstars. I mean, these guys have... Uh, resumes that you know longer than my arm it's just crazy how many people that they work with um you know people who are relevant and you know famous um in the world of of music and not just country music all kinds of music so another thing that i really um want to discuss um uh about the song is james mitchell uh guitar player and james he also plays with everybody in the world 
And I think the last I heard, he was playing with Alison Krauss. And, you know, I was never a bluegrass guy, like I'm never a fan of that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge country fan, but I got into bluegrass only because of Alison Krauss. I heard her sing about, I don't know, 15 years ago, and I just said, what is that, man? That is just the most pure, um, amazing voice I've ever heard in my life. So, you know, I digress, but really amazing, uh, incredible vocal sound coming out of that woman. I don't know where it, it comes from. Heaven, that's where it comes from. So that's uh, j- just a little touch of um, James Mitchell's resume. So James on this is doing all the guitar work on this track. <clears throat> and um, as usual, I always say that Jim Mitchell play or James Mitchell plays the way I feel. Like when I'm singing, that's how he's playing. So he doesn't use his his a singing voice. He uses his guitar. But it's kind of the same effect. And one of the most fun things I have going on with when I'm recording my music is I kind of like do overdubs with my voice. It may be some scat singer and just some things I come up with, but I kind of try to weave my melodies in and around and over and under what James is doing on the guitar. And I think he does vice versa. Like he probably does it when he hears like the first original demo, he kind of hears, oh, I know where to go with this, man. I know exactly what to do with this. So it's kind of like a mutual admiration society of of two people who just love melody. And, uh, you know, his chops and his tone, everything, everything. Just check out the guitar solo on this song and, and you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. And um, another thing, another favorite part of this was when I went back to do the vocals um, back in New Jersey. And, you know, I, I worked on this song relentlessly. I couldn't find out what to do with it. And I kept tearing it apart. And I talked earlier about this, about how I... I had it in one piece, the chorus, and then I broke it apart and made it, you know, a choral response and just broke it into two pieces to make the chorus. It just felt a lot better. It was so relaxed and easy to sing. Um, Not really. It's easy to sing now, but I was struggling with it because I, you know, was I, was I showing up as Joe Cocker or was I showing up, you know, I couldn't, so I had to smooth it out. And just once I, once I got it smoother and more relaxed, and this was Kim when I first was down there. The, when we cut the original track, she kept saying, you know, you're trying too hard, man. You just, you know, lighten up, just relax. And why don't you, why don't you just sing it a little bit more relaxed? And that's kind of what I eventually went for. But I must have had this, this project up on the board a hundred times and just kept playing with the vocals and trying to find out where do I fit in this song. And of course the... You know, the icing on the cake was Trevor. I had uh, my son, Trevor O'Connor, Trevor Kevin O'Connor. He is uh, actually now in Austin, Texas. He's making home there and he's tearing it up. Uh, I helped him move out there last September and he had a gig the next day he was playing. I mean, he was just he was just so into, you know, the scene out there and he knows a million covers. He's written hundreds of songs. He's, um, you know, unbelievable singer, songwriter, uh, author of two different bands he's got going. So he's transplanting his two bands with all new people, mind you, from New Jersey to Austin. So he's got Bag Lady going on and he's got Dr. Scientist. Those are his two projects. So anyway, I had Trev sing background vocals with me on this. And um, 
I really like the blend of our voices on it. So when you hear the backgrounds, that's he and I cutting all those vocals. And we did those here in New Jersey and sent the files to Kim to mix in uh, with, with Kelly. Kelly Schoenfeld. Kelly James Schoenfeld. Um, engineer extraordinaire. He, El, Kelly has done all of the engineering on all the projects that I've done with Kim. And uh, you couldn't have a more masterful person behind the board working that Trident board and Pro Tools. And he's also a singer-songwriter in his own right. Um, You know, he plays, he sings, he does it all. And if you want vocals done in a hurry, like, like, or you're, or you're struggling with what part, I mean, I just guess Kim and Kelly, like, what, what part am I singing? <laughs> I get lost a lot, you know, especially if I'm doing multiple harmonies, like, like, what is that note? I can't, I can't hear it in my head. And, uh, you know, Kelly's like spot on. He'll just get it like right away. He'll sing it for me, you know, like from the control room without the talk back, you know, just blast it out. So, uh, he's always a joy to have around. Um, so that's that's about um, about where we land on the song and going back to the subject matter of the song, you know, all about love and disappointing loss, then trying it all over again. So uh, you know, and it's I like some of the lyrics are funny because you know we needed signed and sealed in blood, this aching pain, and you know, uh, you know all the things that people go through and say, you know, I'm never gonna do that again, man. I'm never gonna allow myself to get burned or whatever. But uh, we all do, you know, we all do, because love is too, is too precious. It's just way too precious. So uh, that's kind of a wrap for where we are with um, uh, this, this wonderful song. That I, This is one of my perf- personal favorites more than a reason. I don't know why. I think it's the groove. I think it's the drums. I think it's this, the overall sound and how it feels. So um, I just want to say, um, wrapping up, uh, thank you guys for supporting you know, my music, I hope you guys are enjoying the uh, Storyteller series, and I'd love you to weigh in and give me some comments on that, if you would. And please also, if you would be so kind, go over to iTunes and give us a review, you know, rate and review and subscribe to the show, uh, not just for this particular Storyteller show, but for all of the Dharmic Evolution shows. If you're a fan of, of the, what we're doing here, I'd love it if you guys would comment and uh, just give us a, a nice shining review there. It means a lot in the iTunes world. So that's it for me today. And just wrapping up, I want to remind you guys that next time you consider falling in love, make sure you have more than a reason. Racing through my hungry veins Reminding me of how much love I need To possibly contain This aching pain More than a I need a sign and see Contemplate what life 
Feeling that I'm lost without you 